Welcome to the Digital Dreaming Off the Good Arm Podcast. It's your host, Oscar Lee. I'm joined today by 2014 NFC Championship game starting running back in addition to 2012 NFC champion for the Super Bowl 47 Niners. The last time the 49ers were the one with the two seed playing the one seed on the road was when this man was on the roster, Anthony Booby Dixon. Anthony, how you doing today, bro? Hey, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Hey, you know, so yeah, like great. I just said, and like we we're talking about before you joined, right? Obviously, the Niners are the two seed heading on the road. And it was very similar to that 2013 season when the Niners had won eight straight going to Seattle. Um, and kind of, you know, now you see them win 12 straight going to Philadelphia. But it feels like this team has a much better shot, all due respect, than than, than your team, the 2013 mm. team, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. I guess you could say that. You know, I thought I think we was pretty good too, but I guess you could say that right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. I mean, you know, if Cap, man, if Cap made that throw, oh my God, you know, I mean, if he yeah, checked man. it down, you know, it would have been a different story. But mm-hmm. you know, that's sports. So right, right, okay. So let's let's get right into it. Obviously, you know, so now the Niners are basically are going on the road, to Philadelphia. You know, you obviously when we before before we you know started the the podcast, you were talking to me about obviously like you know you were planning to see you know if you're going to go home after a few weeks, but now obviously now you have a shot to make the Super Bowl. So what are you looking forward to this this Sunday? Obviously, you have the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts, the that that dynamic RPO game. You also have the the the, the defensive line of the Eagles, you know, who basically have or the our third most sacks in NFL history by any team, and obviously a secondary Darius Slay. So they 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 do got ballers on both sides of of the ball. So, but with the Niners, obviously, right, the number one ranked total defense, right? We also got C Mac, who's that X factor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of what are you looking for in Sunday's matchup? Uh, you know, in Sunday's matchup, man, you know, uh, I've been telling some fans and uh. I've been telling some guys, you know, that I've been talking to about the Niners with. Now I want to see them start out, you know, in the first half better. Yeah. You know, start the game better. You know, they don't start games good, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I want to see them come out in the first half and take care of the ball, put some points up, score some points early, uh, establish our physicality early, uh, take some shots early, you know, blitz. Jalen Hurts, you know, get to him. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him. You know, their energy they bring out the locker room with the boom box. I wanted to continue once the game start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like somehow, someway it kind of get lost a little bit. You know, uh, and then in the second half, you know, they kind of start coming back and, and, and you know, executing like they need to, you know. So I just want to see them start out better and finish finish like they have been. Hundred percent. You know, I think you know yep. what you just brought up is a very, very massive point. You know, you've seen the games this 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 playoff run, obviously against the Seahawks, right? We we call them Seahawks, yeah. not not Seahawks. <laughs> right, <laughs> the in- right. The innovator of that term on the other side of this phone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so obviously, you know, Booby D, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah the Seahawks. Seventeen, sixteen at halftime. Niners basically, you know, were able to, to close, you know, shut them out in the second half and, and score an unanswered 25 points, um, you know, to, to for final score of 41-24. Dallas, you know, obviously we saw the same thing, you know, start off, you know, what was it, nine, six, it was six, six, and or sorry, three, then six, and then six, six, you know, going into second half. And then obviously, you know, Niners, you know, they were able to come up on top by scoring, by outscoring the Cowboys 10 to six in that second half. Or sorry, or 13, sorry. Oh, 13. Yeah, 13, 13 to uh 13 to 6 in the second half. But you know, obviously I think that Cowboys game, you know, prepared the Niners. Actually, let me get your take on 
both the Seattle Seahawks game and the Cowboys game, which game impressed you most from the Niners playoff run so far? Um, I think it was it it would have been the Cowboys game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, because you know they was, I think they was evenly matched. You know, as far as talent go, and um, you know, and it was a dog fight. You know, yeah. six to six at halftime. You know, I don't think nobody in the stadium was was expecting that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, yeah, they 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 came back and uh, they fought through the adversity. Once again, they made the big plays they need to make to kind of turn the, you know, uh, the 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 uh, outcome of the game, and they got the W. So this last one was definitely the most impressive. Hundred percent. No, I agree with you on that because the the strength of the opponent. And I think it was a good tune-up game for Philadelphia because because what they saw against Dallas, they're going to see more of that, if not you know better, with Philadelphia and Dallas when they played Philadelphia. You know, both times this season, you know, I mean, they, it was single score game both times. So it was nine twenty six to seventeen, and then you know a forty thirty four. So I mean, you know, the Niners were basically you know they showed that they can hang you know with one with the elite offenses of the NFL with that dominating win. You know, and so. Let me ask you, for your perspective, obviously, when you were going and playing against Seattle, uh, in the, which was your first start you know, in the NFL, and it's changed a game, right, uh, nine years ago, kind of what went through your mind? Obviously, what was that like, you know, for you guys? Because obviously Seattle, you know, going in there, you know, hostile territory, and obviously, you know, my opinion, a, a much louder arena, or sorry, a much louder stadium than Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia is going to be equally, you know, if not, you know, just as loud. Kind of what was that like, you know, for you? Kind of what type of preparations, you know, go into the minds of everyone traveling as a road team? Uh, well, man, you know, it's at the end of the day, it, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's all football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just approached it like that. It's something I had been doing all my life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just approached it like, hey, man, I'm getting ready to go out here and ball out another game now. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, they was rivals, so you know it's a little extra added on to it. Some noise talking going on, you yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> we talking, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I had some players that I, I played in college with on their team, so I was talking noise to them during the week. You know, I always like to get in the opponent's head a little bit, you yeah. mess with them a little bit. But uh, man, like I said, I just really approached it like, hey, this this could be you know my last game. You know, this could be. I always approach every game like it could be my last game in my career. You know what I'm saying? You know, because who 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 knows what happens? You know, somebody get injured. You know what I'm saying? You never know what happens. So, when you know, I always approach it like, hey, this could be it for me. So, I'm, I wanted to make sure that I was prepared to the f- fullest, and you know, I was ready to go out there and ball. So, yeah, that's all it was. Hundred percent. No, like you said, you know, I mean, short-term memory and just having that, you know, competitive mindset. Like you said, getting into the the heads of your opponents and winning that mental battle. You know, I think football is ninety-five percent mental for anyone who's never played. And you know, I think if you can have that mental advantage, you know, over your opponent, you you pretty much set yourself up for success. You know, and um, I think the Niners do have mental advantage, at least a competitive advantage, because obviously, you know, they've been a little bit more battle-tested, in my humble opinion, based on the schedule they played this year. I mean, everyone says Niners' schedule has been soft. You know, obviously, who aren't who aren't for the Niners faithful, but you know they they went five and one against playoff teams in the regular season. You saw how they played against Dallas, who who ended up you know going. They, it was a dog fight against Philadelphia, going forty thirty four. You know, the last time they played. So you know, I think you know, I mean, th- that definitely shows you know the Niners grit and their and their determination and their abilities to you know go toe to toe with the best teams in the AMC. Yeah, and and just uh, last year, you know, they was just saying that the NFC was the strongest conference. So you know, man. All that stuff is just talk, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The NFC East 
they had a good year this year, but they they've been sorry like the last what three four years. So congratulations <laughs> to them. Congratulations, y'all finally had a decent year, you know. And uh, but no, nah, man, the Knights been playing tough teams, and I always tell people all the time, I'm like, all those games are tough, man. You know, it's the NFL. You know, nobody's coming out there laying down. Those dudes got families to feed too. So the teams the Niners was playing were were good teams. You know, maybe they weren't the elite or the great teams in the NFL, but hey, they were good teams. And you know, the Niners have been playing good teams the last two, three years. So like I say, the NFCs finally had a good year, good big year. And, you know, I guess they want to brag about that, but you know, we knocking them down, man. We knocking them down. We finna knock the the Eagles out, and if we would have seen the Giants, we're gonna knock them out too. Hell so, yeah, no, because I, I know, I, 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 I know you got some, some, some personal kind of you know vendetta against against the Giants. If if they were to come oh, out yeah. here to against Levi's, you know what I mean? <laughs> can't stand the Giants. Can't oh, stand. <laughs> Took some precious from you. Can't yeah. stand. Can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I think if the Giants had won, you know, that would have been just classic. But you know, ultimately. You know, I mean, the Eagles are obviously a much better team. The Giants, I mean, it just yeah. proves to kind of how how soft Minnesota was in the NFC North, right? Um, you know, their, their strength schedule because they had the worst point differential of any team, you know, uh, in 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 the playoffs. And I said it on the podcast before that matchup for Wild Card Weekend, the 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 Vikings defense is their Achilles heel. People are not paying attention to how bad that defense was, and then you saw how bad they were against the Giants. You know, letting Danny, you know, Danny Dimes run up shot, you know, any chance he got. And I mean, that's just that and a hallmark of a great team is balance, right? The Niners are obviously the fifth ranked offense, the number one ranked total defense, right? Eagles are, I think, what, number two or three or four is obviously number one in sacks. But, you know, their, their offense is, you know, predicated on the run game. You know, I think that's going to be the X factor. I think the Niners can stop the Eagles run game. Everyone's talking about Jalen Hurts and the RPO and like, you know, everyone's scared of the deep ball because of the secondary. But I think if the Niners front four and obviously Fred Warner and, and the boys in the linebacking core, Kind of like little, kind of like your boys, you know, Willis and Bowman, right? If they yeah, can get yeah. after, after you know, um, what's his name, Miles Sanders, if they get after Miles yep. Sanders, if they can get after you know Boston Scott, you know, it's gonna be a long day. Game well, game well, game well had a pretty big game uh, last. Kenneth Game well had a pretty big game last week, so gotta contain him. But I think with those running backs, those are the running backs that uh, that Forty uh, Nines don't mind playing against. You know, they're not big physical imposing guys they're not really gonna run you over and just dominate you just gotta get them you know kind of get them good when you get them you know what i'm saying and you can kind of keep them in in place and i think fred and uh greenlaw and uh 51 and all the linebackers ready for that challenge hell yeah 100 z's is ready for that challenge too and you know it's been crazy to see aziz progression as a player you know these last yeah. couple of seasons i mean he's just but developed into that third best kind of linebacker, you know. On the oh team. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that last play of the game against Zeke, you know, I can I think that kind of describes, you know, where he at with things. He got that dog mentality. He ready to run through some. So, you know, uh, I think the uh, Cowboys backfield was just as good as the Eagles backfield. So, you know, what I'm saying we handled them pretty good. So, like I said, bring it on, bring it on, baby. But, you know, to your yeah. earlier point about the Niners starting off slow, they only had 27 yards in that first half against the Cowboys. So they're yeah. going to have to, you know, turn that up a notch against Philly. Yeah, so we'll see. It's, <laughs> it's going to get them in trouble, man, you know, eventually. And I and I hate to hate to see it happen to them, man, but I've been there, you know. Uh, you know, luckily when we went to the Super Bowl that one year, we came back against Atlanta, but we started out too slow. Then against the Ravens, we all know what happened. We started out too slow. So 
you know, that's what I kind of been preaching, you know, to anybody who will listen. I'm like, you know, uh, we got to stop starting out slow. We got to come out in the first quarter and be on point. You know, they need to make that an emphasis this week to make that a challenge that we come out in the first quarter with our heads on right and, and we locked in and we're not making mistakes and we're not letting teams get, you know, ahead of us to where we got to fight and burn everything in the tank just to come back and make it even and, you know, hope for a late field goal or something like that. You know, they need to get ahead, you know, do their work early, you know? 100%. 100%. What you on yep. that, big dog? And now let's talk about your other team, the AFC, the Bills. I mean, you know, I'm sorry about what happened this weekend, but, you know, the Bengals advanced. So kind of with, with the AFC championship, kind of what – I guess let me first ask you, first for the Bengals and the Bills, kind of what – how is the, what how does this Bill season go down in, like, history because of, you know, obviously DeMar Hamlin, number three, and everything that went went on with him. Like, what is the, I guess, the legacy of this season for the Bills? Uh, I mean, good, but not good enough. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, that's just what it is. I've been there. You know, I've been on teams, and you can say the same thing about some of the teams that I was on, you know? Yeah, we was good. Had a lot of great players, but it wasn't good enough when it all come down to it. So, yeah, you know, it was back to the lab, you know, back to work. You know, they, I don't think they need to take much time off in the off season, and they need to get their butts back to work so they can get it great, and, and it's good enough next year. 100%. No, they definitely got to do that. Now let's talk about the AFC yeah. Championship. Joe Burrow against Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against the Chiefs. Obviously, the last time the Niners lost the game was against the Chiefs, you know, and then, and then you know, they went on that. They obviously have not lost since. So um, Joe Burrow against the Chiefs in his career is 3-0. and He has he's a 9-1 touchdown record, 72% completion, and he averages 293 yards per game passing. Every time he plays the Chiefs. So let me ask you this. What are you looking forward to for the Chiefs matchup and against the Bengals? Hey, hey, from what you just said, it sounds like an upset <laughs> on the horizon, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know what, man? I In this one, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Because I love some Chris Jones. I love some Willie Gay. You know, they both Mississippi State boys. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I love seeing them do good. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to ride with the Chiefs. But I think – it's gonna be a dog fight. I think it's gonna be a, a classic type type of flow to the game. You know, a lot of oohs and ahs. You know, a lot of great receivers in this one, great defenders in this one, great quarterback play in this one. Now, I do think if Patrick Mahomes start, you know, if he start hurting or he get that gimp, you know, and he not looking good, it could get ugly for the Chiefs. You know, uh, I thought maybe uh, a couple weeks ago against Jacksonville. You know, or last week against Jacksonville that it maybe was going to get a little ugly if they could just kind of muster something up or have catch a break on special teams. Something where they could push Patrick Mahomes even more. So I think that's the thing, you know, with Patrick Mahomes. He's a great quarterback, great athlete. You know what I'm saying? But you got to hit him, man. You got to put some on his mind. You got to put some of that pain in his body. You know what I'm saying? So he can slow down and He's not as good, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't I don't say you necessarily go out. I don't never, you know, go into the game saying we want to go out here and hurt this guy or we want to go out here and see this guy hurt. That's not why we play the game. But we do play the game to inflict pain. Yes, so, sir. you know what I'm saying? You want to put pain in his body. You know, yeah. something to think about early and often. And the Eagles, I mean, not the Eagles, but the Bengals could have a, you know, really good shot to beat them. 100% because, you know, not only, you know, like you said, the pain and obviously, you know, the the factor of the injury, but, you know, if you saw that game against Jacksonville, like what you just said, 
they had multiple opportunities to win that game. They had, you know, if Christian Kirk could caught that ball at the five, if, you know, if, like you said, special teams, you know, if they were able to get break through, if, you know, if they, if they, if the DBs held on to a few of those interceptions, because those are basically, you know, interceptions. I mean, that we would, we would be talking about, you know, the Jags and Bengals, you know, the, the battle of the two first overall picks for the past three drafts. So, I mean, right. that, that would have been some shit, you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been crazy. You know, even though I think probably, uh, if, uh, if, if, if we could have, if we could have, you know, just, I don't know, man, I think Buffalo too need to build a dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that snow is helping us out of down there, man. Like, I know they love it, but I think uh the Bills need a dorm and a dome and I think some of the players even spoke out about it, you know, recently. Like, like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That snow <laughs> is just tough. You know what I'm saying? And even though the Bengals had to play in it too, but and I'm not trying to make no excuses, but I would like to see the uh Bills, you know, get on a better surface. You know what I'm saying? And, and see what that may look like. But yeah, here we have it. You know, Chiefs and Bengals. You know what I'm saying? And we finna see, finna see what it do, I guess. We'll see what it do, baby. We're we, we gonna get it popping. <laughs> gonna get it popping. Yes, sir. Yeah, you but know, I'm only really worried about the Niners, baby. I'm only really worried about the Niners. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, now, yeah. now it's going up first. You know what I mean? So there's a reason for that. So, I mean, you, yeah. we, we felt locked in on that game, you know? So, you know, and I think, you know, to your point about, about the surface, though, look, you see the Niners kind of, you know, with the turf injuries and everything like that. Because we've had so many injuries, you know, uh, again, the last couple of seasons, you know, it's because of of, of the surface, you know, um, you mm-hmm. know, that Niners practice, the practice facility and also Levi's, you know, I mean, if, if it was just, you know, pure grass, you know, like you said, I mean, it would it would definitely, you know, limit, in my opinion, some of those injuries that we see from the Niners year in, year out. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. So it looks like we got two Mark Monster matchups. Obviously, um, let's talk about the Niners. You know, right now, Kyle Shanahan is the finalist for Coach of the Year. Debo Samuel, sorry, not Debo Samuel, Christian Caffrey, finalist for Comeback Player of the Year. Um, you know, um, let's see. Yes, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Brock Purdy, number thirteen, and uh, last one, definitely, definitely, definitely Rookie of the Year, definitely <laughs> Rookie of the Year, definitely Rookie of the Year. And there's one more. Oh yeah, D'Amico Ryan's Assistant Coach of the Year. So. Do you think the Niners are going to win any of the awards? And if they don't, because if you remember back when, you know, when y'all, when uh, the 2011 team, when y'all were able to make it against the Giants, you know, Justin Smith was robbed for defense player of the year and all Smith was robbed for defense player of the year. You know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh obviously won coach of the year. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. Ken, did you see Niners taking any of these awards? Oh yeah. They'll definitely win some, yeah. but I, you know, with those guys, I don't really think they really care about that for real. You know, right now, you know what I'm saying? I think for them it's Super Bowl or bus, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, last year they were so close, uh, and then this year, you know, you gotta you gotta be thinking that way. You gotta you gotta feel like that. You know, you don't want you don't want to have that letdown. So, yeah, why not? You know, I think the trade to get C Mac meant that we was going all in to get the Super Bowl. So, I think most of those guys are really focused on that. You know, what I'm saying the individual awards. You know, all this stuff is gonna come. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, but they gotta be focused on that Super Bowl. You know, it's funny. Last time, last time you were on was right. was right after they got C Mac, and we're, and we're talking about you know obviously after the Chiefs game, and we're talking about the secondary and some of the issues that we saw against the Chiefs, right? Against you know, and so we 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 forgot number thirty eight, Tashawn Gibson. We now we know his name. We call him out right now. That boy's a dog, and we've seen the Commodore. Sorry, 
the Commodore Noriette. Sorry, number thirty-eight is the Commodore Lenore. Number thirty-one is Sean. That's Sean Gibson. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Commodore Lenore has always been stepping up this playoffs this postseason too. Yeah. I mean, you've seen him just make some serious, you know, I think what two interceptions in the past two games. I mean, when we yeah. people were questioning his ability, so we've seen we've seen the defense and especially the secondary take leaps and, and bounds, you know, to become better. Kind of what do you what, what have you seen? What's really impressed you the most from seeing this team from when they last lost to where they are now? Uh, just their execution, you know, their energy, uh, their physicality. Um, you know, it seems like uh, they they picked up from last year. Yeah. You know, they, it really wasn't much of a drop-off. And uh, they might have even got better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so they playing with their confidence. You know, they playing with their swagger. Uh, you know, I've been at the games hollering at them behind the bench. You know, and, and, and you know, they responsive. You know what I'm saying? They've been – they definitely been over there giving some some looks and some head nods, like yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I like these guys, man. I like this bunch. You know, they playing with great energy. You know, I like their style. You know, and uh, I think I think they can go get it. I think they can win it. I think so too. I mean, if Brock Purdy wins Sunday, he'll be the first rookie ever to win a conference championship, and then he'll obviously be the first rookie ever to start in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I mean, I mean, Brock Purdy's basically defied all the odds, you know, for this entire kind of, I mean, it's broken, not just, you know, Niners, the kind of franchise records as a rookie, but NFL records as a rookie. I mean, his playoff debut, he set the most passing yards, um, you know, for a Niner in his playoff rookie debut, but also most total touchdowns for any rookie uh, in, in the playoff debut with four. And you've just seen him, obviously, you know, even against a tough Dallas team, he outplayed like your Mississippi State Bulldog boy, Dak Prescott, number four, he outplayed him. You know what I mean? So Yeah, unfortunately, he did. <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately I mean, well well, <laughs> I was rooting for Dak to have a good game but lose Ah, you know what I'm saying I didn't want to see him play that bad I was like oh my goodness Dak <laughs> I at least wanted to see some fireworks so I could say hey yeah Dak balled out but it just wasn't good enough you know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> that's kind of how I wanted the storyline to go but shoot it didn't go like that so you know uh, but man you know you got to give credit what credit is due you know Brock did what he had to do to get the win, you know, even it was times where Brock didn't necessarily look just great. You know what I'm saying? But I think, you know, just his grind and he gritty, you know, he he gonna he figured he figures it out. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, so yeah, it was it, I think he got what it takes, man. And if he, you know, run off, you know, the rest of these games and and win the rest of these games, man, he he's set up for Hollywood. They gotta be making a movie about him soon. Oh my you know God. what I'm saying? And the Niners gotta pay that man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's looking good for him, man. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's doing his thing. You know, he's playing for my favorite team, so you know, looking pretty good. Pretty good. You know, you actually said something that that jolted my memory from the last guest. You know, um, uh, uh, Dexter Carter, who was on last Super Bowl championship team in 1994, he basically said that the you know obviously with Brock Purdy and how well he's playing. You know, um, basically with Trey Lance, and I mean, he said that he said he has old love in the world which for Trey, right? And I'm going to get your thoughts on this because Randy Cross, the guest before that, three times Super Bowl champ in the 80s, he said the same thing. He said, if Brock Purdy can win, you know, we're going to have a QB controversy on our hands with Trey, with Jimmy, and with Brock. Where do you stand right now? I mean, let's say Brock is able to take the Niners all the way, you know, as, as we hope and hopefully expect, you know, for them to do. What, what, where do you see the QB room shaping out? Because you look at it, Trey and Brock are two rookies basically on rookie deals and they're locked up for the next four or five seasons or three, four seasons, right? 
And obviously mm-hmm. with Jimmy, you know, I mean, he might end up, you know, he, I mean, he's probably going to, he's, he's set to get a big free agent, you know, I mean, offer wherever he goes. So kind of what's your, what's your take on, on, on the Niners QB situation? Well, I think, you know, you got to stay with the youngins, you know, you know, that's what the NFL like, you know, I'm not saying that you got to stay with the youngins, but I know the NFL and I know what they like, you know, yeah. they, they like the, the new car, you know, the new, <laughs> the new, the new Porsche. So you got to stay with, you got to stay with the youngin. You got to stay with Brock. You got to stay with Trey. You know, uh, salute to Jimmy. You know, big time salute to Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? I hope he find, you know, another place next year. And, you know, and he, you know, keep balling like he do. But I'm pretty sure the Niners are going to move on from him. And, you know, you just stick with Brock and Trey and let them keep developing. You know, a lot of people I was talking to, you know, they were saying that they, you know, they just didn't know about Trey. I'm like, man, the dude only played five games, six games. That's not enough to, to to determine how good a quarterback gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, you just let them keep competing. You know, it's good to have both of them. So, I say, you know, stick with Purdy right now. You know, let him keep. You know, let him keep balling. You know, let him use all that magic he got because it's it's working. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I say they stay with him. Keep Trey in the back pocket. Let him get healthy. Cause I think Trey can still be a gonna be a good player too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know that's kind of where I stand with it. With Trey, you know Kyle when he got injured, Kyle basically said Buffalo uses the QB the same way that that they that when he tried to kind of when he called that draw up the middle, he said you know Buffalo uses the QB the same way. I mean Josh, right? Do you see elements? Do you see Trey? Is there a potential for Trey to become a Josh Allen? Yes, yes. I think, you know, he had to just keep being fearless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was a freak accident, you know, man. You know, injuries happen, you know what I'm saying? Now, uh, do he just want to make a living out of that? No, I don't think so, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, man, play ball. Like, you know, when it's Sunday, you got to do whatever necessary to get that first down, to move them chains, to get them points. You know what I'm saying? So if it's run, you know, run. If it's pass. You know, throw it. So, you know what I'm saying? He just got to keep playing ball. Don't worry about what people saying. You know, if it's if it's for him, it's going to be for him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just keep playing. You know, just keep doing what he's been doing to get himself here, to get this far. So, uh, you know, that was my philosophy when I played. You know, I really didn't want to change nothing. You know, I was, you know, open to learning new things, which I did from Tom Raffman and Frank Gore and, you know, the other great backs that I played with, but I wasn't changing my mentality. You know, I still was going to go out there and be physical. I still was going to go out there and jump over defenders if I needed to, you know, run through defenders if I needed to, you know, same mentality I had in high school. So, you know, it's just, just doing what got you here, you know, just keep doing what got you here. hundred percent, hundred percent. Speak of which you mentioned your playing career. I was going to ask you, you Joel's my for another question about for you about the current Niners special team because if you saw last game, Ray 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 had that fumble, and it, I mean, you know, far gets back to Kyle right back in the 2011 it's championship game against the Giants. Kyle Williams with the two fumbles on punt return. What the Niners special teams they have they have an advantage because they have you know pump blocking, you know they have you know they have schematic you know creativity, but you know those 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 plays you know if you make that mistake against Philly. They're going to make you pay for it. What is your take on the current state of the Niners special teams? Because, you know, they don't really have a returner who can really blow off the top, you know, 
like you know like 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 other teams like such as a Cavante Turpin right but kind of what do you think about now our special teams and kind of the mistakes you saw last week and kind of their overall playoff performance and what you're expecting to see on Sunday man well you know I think uh Ray Ray is a is, is a great returner himself you know I've seen him make big plays this year mm-hmm. you know in the return game in the pass game uh and and, and even in the uh, Cowboys game man you know he had the big fumble in yeah everybody was like dang you know what I'm saying but you see the play right after that. He came back and made a huge play. They got the crowd right back going. He got the sideline right back going. So, you know, that kind of, you know, that was like a plus minus. So that kind of just kind of like, you know, washed itself out. You know, I'm I'm not mad at him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For the fumble because he, you know, he kept fighting. He kept it going. Came yeah. back and made another play. And that's what the games are about, man. It's going to be some ups and downs. You know, the other teams going to make plays. Philly. Philly might have a fumble or two tomorrow. We might have a fumble or two, you know, in the game. But who going to keep playing? You know, who going to stay relentless? Who going to stay fearless and keep making plays? And when I see players do stuff like that, I can rock with that. I can work with that. But, uh, you know, I think the Niners just got to be got to be better all the way around. You know what I'm saying? We don't – we got to keep the big returns down. We need to have less penalties. Uh you know, just little stuff like that, man. You know, and special teams, you want to win the field position battle. We need them down some punts inside the 10, in the 20, you know. We just need them to be great. We need them to be great on, on uh, Sunday for sure to get the win. 100%. No, they got to be great, like you said, like, you know, on all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. When I played Juco, obviously, like, you know, my coach would always tell us, you know, after summer ball two days, we're sweating, dripping, you know, just, just about to die. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Special teams wins games, you yep, know, yep. and, you know, that's how I got my opportunity in JUCO and semi-pro and arena. That's how you obviously got your, uh, uh, you know, opportunity at the highest level, you know, uh-huh. and that's, you know, and I think, you know, if, like you said, if they can, you know, come with a concerted effort, you know, like you said, the mistakes are going to may or may not happen, but you know, if they, if the team that can force the most mistakes, which I think NARS can, because you look at the turnover differential, you look at, you know, all the different kind of, you know, I guess, key indicators of a great team, the Niners basically are top five in each one of those indicators and each one of those statistical categories. Obviously, number one in the turnovers or number two and number one in, in, in the in the turnover differential margin right now, takeaways in, in, in the NFL. And, you know, I mean, we've seen teams like such as the Saints back in 20, 2009. We've seen the teams like the Packers back in 2010. You know, the teams who win those types of, you know, that those those turnover battles, you know, they, they end up, you know, making some made pretty amazing stuff happen. So, yeah. And it's in the team, you know, like I said, they keep playing they. You know, playing the way they've been playing. Like, you know, the 49ers don't need to go out there Sunday and say, hey, man, we're, we we was this close to making this mistake last week. So, you know, we're not going to – no, man, just keep playing. You know, keep taking your shots. Keep keep taking your risks. Brock Purdy got to keep being Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? The defense got to keep playing, man. Just go all out. Go all in. You know, don't, don't start, you know, cutting back now. You know, I don't want to see Kyle get out there Sunday and he don't want to take no shots to Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle down the field, man. Let that thing fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go out there. You know, I love Darius Slay and, 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 and uh, Fletcher Cox and, you know, them my boys too, but hey, go after they butts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't get them no day off. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they came to work. You know what I'm saying? Now, if they hurt you, you know that's a different thing, you know? Yeah. Not to try something else. But until they do, you know, go after they buzz, you know, because they could have an off game. Who knows? But if you don't, if you don't go at them, if you come in the game tiptoeing and, and, and playing scary, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get what you want out of it. So 
You know, man, they got to keep the keep the foot on the gas, you know, and try to put their foot on the Eagles' neck early. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would come out there and, and, and you know, run a couple times, you know, send Trent Williams. I want to see Trent Williams go in motion this week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like they did against the Green Bay Packers. You know what I'm saying? Like, just come out with that with that dog mentality, you know what I'm saying, and and take it to them, you know what I'm saying? You, know, you definitely got to come out with that dog mentality and definitely pose your will on them, you know what I'm saying, big dog? Because if you can do that and you can win that kind of mental, mental, that physical, mental battle front, you know, you can definitely make some shit happen, you know? Yep. So, I mean, yep. I mean, we'll see, you know? And, and But, you know, I, I think to your point, you know, I, I think, you know, they will be a little more creative. You know, a lot of the criticism I've seen on Twitter is that, you know, Kyle's play calling in the last game was a little too conservative uh, against Dallas, you know, I think because – I think maybe because, you know, people said that he was a little bit, you know, hesitant to kind of make, kind of put Brock in uncomfortable situations. He didn't want to call anything, you know, too risky. But, you know, I think now that Brock kind of got the cobwebs out, I think now that opens up the, those 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 play action passing lanes, those, like you said, Kittle, Ayuk, you know, all Debo, the Swiss knife type of receivers who can hit impact you, who could impact the game from both the backfield as well as, you know, lining up on line scrimmage, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of weapons at the disposal of the point irons. And there's, like you said, you know, put your, I mean, if they come out swinging, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a good night, you know, for anyone who, who rocks the red and gold, you know what I'm saying? So, right. And, and, and man, you know, just watching these last, you know, uh, two months, three months, I've been watching them. Uh, you know, uh, Brock, Brock's love, Brock love uncomfortable situations. If you ask me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like to run around, twist and turn and spin around. And, you know, he like to hold a ball and, you know, play, you know, kind of like backyardish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, like he got a little Patrick Mahomes in him. So, man, don't worry about that. You know, just call them plays. Kyle, call it. Call it and run it. You know what I'm saying? And see what it do. That's what yeah. I would tell them. 100%. You know, it's funny yep. you actually mentioned that because that reminds me, obviously, you know, when, when you know, Colin, you know, was was uh, was was taking the helm and, you know, the Super Bowl year against the Green Bay Packers, you know, he set the record for most rushing yards in the touchdown and uh, most rushing yards in a playoff game. You know, I mean – what, how is that? Well, how do you compare kind of Collins' run with kind of Brock's run that first season? Um, I would say, um, it's, it's, it's kind of similar because both guys got in there off injuries, uh, but they got different styles for sure. Uh, you know, Cap was more of a runner and more of a straight line bullet passer. Um, I, you know, his deep ball game was sometimes questionable. You know what I'm saying? But I think Brock Brock a little bit opposite. I think he can – he a little bit more uh, finesse. You know, he, he can throw – his deep ball is a little bit better. You know, he, he a little bit more – he might be a little bit more accurate than what uh what uh, Cap was. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't – but they both got that same, you know, you know, extend the play, you know, make make things happen. You know, first you like, oh, no, then you like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they both got that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, uh just they just gotta keep being, you know, them guys. You know what I'm saying? It's you know, obviously they different, you know, body builds. Uh Brock Purdy not as big as Cap. You know what I'm saying? So he gotta really he can't take on defenders and he can't he don't really wanna take licks like Cap was probably willing to do. But hey, I still say you gotta mix it up. You know what I'm saying? You know, Brock, Brock can take off too. You know what I'm saying? He might have to take off this week. You know what I'm saying? And I hope he does, you know? 
You know, it's funny. I think Brock, you know, a lot of comparisons are are, are, are to a small Russell Wilson. You know, I mean, kind of like yeah. not necessarily small, but like, you know, a mini Russell Wilson in the sense that, you know, Russell Wilson had had a much better deep ball. But, you know, their playing styles are very similar. You know, I mean, ha- have you seen kind of that the, the same kind of playing style with, with Russ and, uh, and, and Brock? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. You know, they both got similar bills and, you know, they kind of just, you know, uh, figure, figure it out. They find a way. You know what I'm saying? Even when it don't look good, you know, I remember those times where uh, we was playing Russell Wilson when he was back in the Seahawks and our defense would be all over him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have him running for his life, but somehow, some way, this joker just find a way to get one in here, get one in there, and, you know, they get a couple points out of it. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so I think Brock got kind of the same way, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's going to look – it ain't it ain't pretty all day, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He ain't pretty all day, but you know he, he 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 pretty enough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to get, uh, you know to to, to get the win. So, you know what I'm saying he just got to stay gritty, man. Just stay relentless. You know what I'm saying. We could come up with a thousand scenarios and situations where he'll be where he'll be challenged, but you know he got to believe and keep his faith and and and, and keep playing how he played. You know. Before the before the Cowboys game, Brock and the Niners have averaged they averaged thirty seven points in four straight games, thirty three points in the last 12, 11 games before the yeah. Cowboys game. So, I mean, you can tell obviously, like you said, like Brock thrives being the uncomfortable situation. And I think you know to your point, you know, I think like you said, you know, I mean, we could we could kind of scheme and talk about you know a lot of criticism or kind of the check down and he relies on on C Mac coming out of the backfield. But my response to that is, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, you right. trade for C Mac because you want him to be the focal point of the offense, you know, and you saw him make some, you know, pretty nice passes to George Kittle. You saw him make some passes to Debo and Ayuk and, you know, some passes, which, which Ayuk, if he caught, you know I mean? It would, it would help his stat line even further. But with that said, you know, I think, you know, Brock has shown, like you said, that poise and, you know, that, that, that confidence and that X factor, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, compare it right now, but I'm seeing, I mean, like if you remember Joe Montana, you know, I mean, back, you know, before you and I were born back in 1980, right? I mean, you watched the film, you know, he stepped in against the Saints, brought them back down 25, and they ended up winning, you know? So, and then you saw him the next season, you know, taking the Super Bowl. So, you've seen with Tom Brady, you know, come in for Drew Bledsoe in the middle of the season. Very similar, last sixth six round pick, he ends up taking them all the way to Super Bowl, right? He wasn't a rookie, but still, you know? I mean, there's, and, you know, I mean, I think that's why Brock, like you said, you know, it's so un- unconventional, you know, how well he's been playing. But because he plays with so much maturity and poise, you know, I mean, it almost feels like, you know, you're watching a veteran, you know, do do, do work, you know, in, in a rookie's body. <laughs> so, yep. And I, and you know, too, you know, just to add to that, man, you know, I think he's just got to get everybody involved, you know. Yeah. I think this game, you know, especially too, we need a huge game from Debo. Yeah. You know, we need a big game from Debo. I want to see him, you know, really get active this game, man, because we're going to need it. You know, I think C Mac and uh, Mitchell and, and Mason, you know, are going to be – are pretty much going to handle the run game. But I just want to see him get more chances with the ball, you know, in his hand. Because when you get in big games like this, you want to go down, you know, with your best players on the field. You know what I'm saying? I would even like to see him return a punt or a kickoff or something. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it be, you know, I just want to see him get the ball so we can say at least, you know, we got him at least 10 to 15 touches, you know, this game, man. Because, you know, he carried us last year, you know what I'm saying, with that – magical season and if you ask me i still think he the guy you know what i'm saying so even with c mac and brock i still think that he he's the guy that can really put the team on his back and you know what i'm saying take us a long way so 
you know, man, just I, I, we need to make sure that guy touched the ball a lot Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Just figure it out, Kyle. Figure it out. You figure know, out. you got to put him in the backfield, you know, get him on, on some. Make sure, you know, y'all done paid him all that money. Make sure he get that ball on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So, they, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm hype, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah. hype, you know, we're talking about this, man, because, you know, yeah. deep, I was watching Craig Carden this morning, Greg Jennings, you know, who you played against and beat many times throughout your career. Um, yep. You know, he basically had the rankings of the offensive weapons on Sunday. I think he had Devontae Smith, and then he had um, George Kittle, and then he had A.J. Brown, and then, or I think he had, D, yeah, A.J. Brown, then Debo Samuel, and then, uh, or, or maybe it was Debo, then then he had Christian McCaffrey as, as number mm-hmm. one ranked offensive weapon. So, and then Craig Carden had Debo as number one over C-Mac and Kittle and Ayuk and everyone. So, I mean, well, kind of with that said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I would say now AJ is the main guy, you know, for the Eagles. We got to do something with him. Yeah. He, you know, that guy can really take it over. You know, he physical, he fast, he uh, you know, he make great run after the catch. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think if it's if it's really, really cold out there, Sunday, Devontae Smith not gonna be much of a factor. Mm. You know, he he he's skinny, he don't like the cold. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> But he could surprise us. But he having a good year. He having a good year. But I really think, you know, guys like AJ and Debo, these those are the type of guys that take over in games like this. Guys who can pretty much do it all for you. Physical players that can, you know, move the chain. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to those guys. You know, really having both. You know, trying to have you know big games for both of their teams. But you know, George is always important. The tight end will always be important because if they drop eight, they drop nine, then he got to find George. Always. You know? If they double Debo or if they double Ayuk or if they putting, you know, playing that, you know, cover four and they dropping back everybody, he got to find George. So, you know, that's definitely going to be uh, uh, something to look forward to. George, I, George needs to stay away from them bobble catches too this week, you know. <laughs> no more bobbles, George. <laughs> yes, sir. I know you got to catch it with your with – your... With the, I guess pull, but man, just with your hands, baby. <laughs> right, but man, really and truly, man, everybody's gonna be important, man. I think, you know, um, uh, uh, spot they're not looking at that's gonna be important: the offensive line versus defensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like the Philly lead the league in sacks. You know, our offensive line is is good, top five. Some got to give. You know what I'm saying? Like what they're gonna look like, and then I think. On the other side, I think the Philly offensive line is pretty good. Jason Kelsey, you know, uh, they got some guys up there, you know. So, you know, some got to give over there, you know. You know, will Nick Bosa be able to get to the quarterback? You know what I'm saying? I think he will. You know what I'm saying? So, I think a lot of it is going gonna, gonna to start in the trenches. Yeah. It's going to start in the trenches. Then it's going to trickle out to Debo and, you know, the rest of the guys. But the first, at the first beginning of the game, I'm, I'm going to be watching the trenches. And seeing how our trench guys perform, see if we can control their line and get Brock time to do what he do, or if we can make Jalen kind of nervous a little bit and, and kind of make some, you know, some throws that he might not want to make. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's going to be another key, you know, to the game. Hundred percent. You mentioned that Eagles' off- offensive line. You know, Jason Kelsey. Um, you know, Lane Johnson. Right. Lane Johnson's actually leading the league and kind of less the most least amount of QB pressures. So, and you know, it's funny. You you actually answered my next question. I was asking about Nick Bosa. The last couple of games has been a little quiet. You know, he's had he's had eighty six, I think, total defensive snaps. 
or maybe ASICs per game or something, something around there. I'm not sure. He, his snap count hasn't gone down, but he hasn't been able to get the same amount of pressures or the same amount of QB, same amount of sacks, basically, you know, that he's had in the regular season. But you kind of answer my question is kind of, you know, you think that he will be able to break that this this Sunday. In the event he's not able to break that, obviously, with Charles Omenahu, I mean, I don't want to get into the domestic violence thing because, I mean, you know, I mean, Kyle's and everyone, they said they're going to pray, they're going to play and let the legal process play itself out. So that that's all needs to be said there. Who are you looking forward to be that second guy? Because you got Givens, you got Ome, uh, um, Charles, you got Eric, you, you know, you got a bunch of you know ballers, Drake Jackson, the rookie. Kind of who are you looking forward to to be that second or third guy if if Nick Bosa, you know, is, is double the triple? Um, I mean, they got they deep, they deep. Yeah. Armstead, uh, you know, we need him to have a big one. Yeah. You know, I'm still kind of upset at him last week for letting that go in the end zone. Yeah. So he owed me two. <laughs> he owed me two this week. Yeah. He owed me two of. <laughs> You know, what I'm saying? I need two sacks from him for that crap. Yeah, but uh, man, you know, uh, I think the safety is gonna play a part. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, you know, I think they need to send him. You know, let him spy this week. You know, 29 as well. You know, let them spy on Jalen. Let them get out to him. It's it's a couple of different ways you can kind of make up a pass rush. You know, what I'm saying you can do it some with the DBs with the linebackers. You know, what I'm saying I think one on one blocking with Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell, you know, I think we got advantage there. So if if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm sending them linebackers and safeties this week because I want to see them boys hold up and pass block. You know what I'm saying? So it's a couple of different ways he can get creative and kind of make up for Nick. Nick don't have to be – it's not all on him. You know what I'm saying? He don't have to be to get four sacks every game. You know what I'm saying? But we do need to be creative in our approach, and we need everybody to ball. What everybody. did you say about – yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And what you just said about pass block would just, you know, just jolt to my memory for last week. You know, one of the interceptions that Dak threw was to Fred Warner, you know, covering mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb in the slot. And if you think about it, Jimmy you know, Ward like, made a big Jimmy Ward made Jimmy, a big right, time and, break on that too. Yeah, Jimmy Ward yeah. was the one who tipped the who tipped the pass and then obviously yeah. landed in the hands of Fred Warner. You know, obviously that's that's perfect timing position. And sometimes yeah. like I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to bring up any bad memories, but last time, you know, in the exchange game that Niners went on the road and then they lost it to the Rich Sherman, you know, obviously he tips the ball and Malcolm Smith makes a pick, right? So, you know, I mean, and obviously you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to bring that one up, though. My bad, bro. Hey, man, my bad, my bad, big dog. But you know, like <laughs> but like we're talking, you know what I mean? Because basically, yeah. like you know, what you said, the the you know, great teams find ways to make these types of plays, you know, and in, in the critical moments. And you know, like you said, if if the defense is schematically ready and sound, you know, for a pass block, like you said, if they're able to adjust for the RPO, if they're able to come after Jalen, if they find a way, like you said, spy and, you know, be able to, you know, be, you know, just find a way to swarm and fly around the yeah, field. You know, his nerve, hit him, hit him. Hit him. You know, I, you know, I don't even care if he get the ball off, you know, in the first beginning of the game. But, I, you know, I hope D'Amico Ryans get off the bus. Hold on. Yeah. Did I lose you for a second? No, no, no. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't even care if they get the sack, you know. But, you know, at the first beginning of the game, man, let's come off the bus. Let's go at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give him something to think about often and early. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and and I think players like Jimmy Ward and uh, Tufanga, you know, they're going to be, you know, uh, crucial because they need to have a no-fly zone out there. You know what I'm saying? Sunday, like Devontae Smith, especially him. When he come across there, he hit his butt. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, he's a little guy. And I play with, you know, smaller receivers. They don't want to be hit. I don't <laughs> care how t- how good they is and how tough they talk. They don't want to be hit. So, once you 
once you get once you set that up and you make sure he know you there and you know something give him something to peek at and think about you know you can maybe get a couple drops out of him or you know what i'm saying you'll be yeah. like you know get him to do something he don't normally do you know 100%. No, I agree with no. you because I, I actually was one of those small receivers in Juco Arena. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So getting hit ain't fun, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and one more name who we haven't mentioned, Mooney Ward. Mooney has obviously been. Oh, been man. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. I mean, you know, he's been playing great, you know. Yeah. So. Man, and he have, man. You know, I was talking to him, you know, behind the bench doing the game, you know, just pumping him up. He's a Mississippi guy. Yeah. So I'm definitely a fan of his, man. I, you know, I like his game. And uh, so, yeah, man, I think he played with the right energy, too. You know, they come out, you know, and they, they finish plays. You know, they tackle. You know, they tackle. They're not scared to stick their head in there, you know. So, you know, man, I think that's what the 49ers, that's what makes the 49 DB so good. They all got they all got willing tacklers. Yeah. You know, it don't look like none of them dodge any smoke. So, you know, it's going to be a great weekend to see them go up against A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goldberg, and, you know, all the weapons the Eagles got, you know. So, you know, I think the main thing we have to, you know, a guy that we really sleeping on that they have to get the number 16 that they have, uh, the Eagles have. Yeah. You got to keep him contained because he scary fast. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he burnt us the last time we played for a big one. I remember watching that game with my brother, and he went for like 90 yards on us. And I was like, dang, we need to – we got to contain this guy. You know, we don't need to let him – you know, make those type of plays on Sunday. So, His name is you know, they Quez got three Walker. guys that can really go. Yeah, Watkins. Yeah, Watkins. Yeah. You no, know, got to contain him as well. Can't forget about him. He a good receiver too. Great receiver. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hyped, bro. I'm just, oh, my God. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait, yeah. man. Cause, you yeah, know, I can't wait either. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, today is Patrick Willis's birthday. He is 38 yes, years sir. old. Let's give a shout out, Patrick Willis. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to my dog, man. I love Patrick, man. You know, you're talking about one of the all-time great stand-up guys, man. Great character, great human being. You know, my brother, you know, man. And, you know, I'm just happy for him, man. I can't wait to see him get that Hall of Fame jacket. We was watching Brian Young at Alumni Weekend. And uh, I was just up, we was up in the suites, and I would tell him, I'm like, Patrick, get ready now. Get that speech ready, because you next. Yeah. You next. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. I can't wait, man. I can't wait either. You know, I mean, obviously it's been long overdue. Um, you know, he retired early, um, you know, for his health concerns. And, you know, that's probably probably that's probably a stronger statement to be made when you when you when you when you call it early and you're still in the prime of your career, you know. And um I think now obviously, you know, I mean, he's he's doing great things, you know, out, outside outside the field. You know, he's also doing podcasts too. And, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, like you said, he gets in. I mean, that, that's all I care about. Just get him yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, he definitely should. Definitely, he definitely should. should. Uh, I forgot to mention before we started, but you know, I, I had your teammate T T B Terrell Brown on, you know, after after the week after you did, after you yeah. came on the back in uh, back well twelve weeks ago and yeah. uh, and I told him what you said about you know him him crying, you know, every time you know you get after the ball and you know make that and then he said the crying came from your side. So so what's your response to that? <laughs> he know he know that's not true. I never <laughs> I never I ain't have only thing I own my rule that I had out there, man, was like I was telling you last time we was on. When they try to strip the ball from me, that make me angry. Yeah. Because if I put the ball on the ground now, I just look like trash. Now, <laughs> I, just, now I just look scary. Now I just don't look like I fit. Yeah. So when they used to come up there and try to do this stuff, man, I wasn't going. I just wasn't going. And he definitely was one of the crybabies in the locker room when it came to that. 
But now, nah, man, like I said <laughs> last time, I definitely got respect for T, man. He was a pro's pro. He just didn't like me stiff arming them <laughs> like I was. <laughs> oh, man. As a matter of fact, I was talking to him, not him, but uh, Craig Dow and CJ Spielman. This weekend, we was all hanging out, even Deshaun Ghosting. We was hanging out. Deshaun, he didn't. He never really cared. He was with whatever. But uh, you know, uh, Craig Dial and C.J. Spearman, they was one of them ones too. That just crybabies, you know. Him and Dante Whitner, they just cried. But uh, it's all good, man. We made each other better. We made each other better, man. And it was it's all love, man. You know, I just they know I like talking smack to them. They know when I see them, I'm gonna talk smack to them. You know, that's just how I am, man. But man, I love those guys, man. Hundred percent, nah. You know, you guys all love, baby, and La Familia, FTTB. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we out here, baby. So, you know how that brother love go, man. That brother love, yeah, I love you, but I bop you upside the head too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, man. It's it's all love, and Familia. Like, yeah, like we said, iron sharpens iron. So, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah like we talked about, um, you know, obviously we know the alumni weekend. You know, obviously, you know, Patrick Willis is some as one of the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, you know, Terrell Brown obviously was on, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Dexter Carter, Randy Cross, you know, for two Niners greats, you know, they're definitely excited. They're, they both predict the Niners are going to make the Super Bowl. Um, man, yeah, you gotta I mean, get, I'm going to tell you who else you got to get on here, man. We had a, a real uh, fun, colorful conversation up last week. Charles Haley, man, he ooh. talked the most smack. You know, he was talking smack to me and my boys when we came up in there, you know what I'm saying? And I was getting at him. Yeah, I was like, Charles, man, we don't want to hear that shit, Charles. I said, man, if you came around that corner, I'd chill block the hell out you. <laughs> we gonna we we got something for you. And he was just in there and turning up, yeah, turning up. I said, yeah, no, nah, Charles, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. But man, now nah, we was having some good conversations in the uh, in the down low area, in the VIP uh, area at the game, man. And he wanted he was one of my favorite players. You know, he probably don't feel like that because I was talking. So much noise to him while we were sitting there, but I always admire his game and you know what he stood for on the field and how he approached the game. You know, I was the same way. And uh yeah, man, it's just it's just been a fun, you know, last couple months for myself, you know, being able being back out here, being around all the guys, being in their environment. You hear all the guys saying, you know, that's the main thing we miss, just being around each other, talking smack, poking at each other, just you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So yeah, man. It's, Niners got this, man. We got this this weekend. Yes, sir. We got this, baby. Uh, we're getting score yeah. pictures a bit. First, I mean, let's, let's talk about Off the Gridiron. Uh, that's the point of the podcast. So you obviously are going back to Mississippi State to finish your degree. So congratulations. Yes, man. Doing, yeah, man. I've been doing assignments this morning, man. I, I You know, I got to get I gotta get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I started out a little slow because I'm behind. I, I got into classes about three, four days after everybody started. But, you know, I've been working my butt off to kind of you know, take these quizzes and get caught up. And, you know, I still got some stuff I got to write and uh, get on. So, yeah, man, that's that's kind of what I've been doing earlier today and probably going to be doing some more in a little while. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's talk about what your objective is. You know what I mean? Because kind of what, what do you what do you foresee with your educational path, you know, maybe post-completion or, you know, kind of where do you see it taking you? Well, man, I want to I want to do some coaching. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been getting some offers. I actually got a. Uh, offer from one of the JUCOs in Mississippi, you know, uh, here recently, but you know, a lot of it, you know, uh, is on hold because, like I said, I got to get my degree, you know, so I can, you know, start 
doing most of the stuff I want to do. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that been holding me back. So, you know, I kind of stepped away from my high school uh, and I just kind of been doing my own thing. I'm signed up, signed up uh, for school. I probably won't be back at my high school this year. And I'm just going to focus on me. You know, this year going to be a me year. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just kind of focusing on myself. You know, I want to graduate and get that done, kind of reset everything and then get back out there. 100%. No, no you actually just, you're, my, I was going to ask you, what, what are your New Year's resolutions, right? But you just kind of talked about being a mid-year. And I was going to ask you, obviously, for your high school football, you know, kind of what was your object kind of playing with there? But it sounds like, you know, the plan's already been set. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's already been said, man. You know, I just, like I said, I just felt it was time. You know, I've been there five years. You know, I put in a lot of work and, you know, it really, I really didn't get the opportunities that I wanted out of it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, philosophies don't match. You know what I'm saying? Vision don't match. So, you know, it's time for me to kind of do something else and figure out some, you know, other stuff. So, you know, and, and, and get that degree so I can kind of take over and do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I know you know, what I know, and I know, you know, I'm good at what I know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just want to be able to put it on full display and not be held back and, and not have to fight with, with guys who really don't understand or, or can grasp what I'm trying to tell them. So, yeah, man, I'm just trying to move on and, and like I say, take a me year, take a step back. You know, sometimes you got to take some step back to go forward, you know what I'm saying? So that's all, man, just kind of focusing on my grades, getting that degree, I'm, I'm I'm even thinking about relocating right now. You know, I think Cali might be the, you know, out here in the Bay might be the spot for me. So I'm even thinking about doing that right now. I'm almost 50-50 with that right now, you know. If it wasn't for that Chuco offer the other day, it would be 100%. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It kind of made me kind of, you know, step back a little bit. Like, I, I would love to do that, you know, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. No, it's funny you said that Juco because, you know, where I, where I played, it's actually near to, you know, obviously where the, the 49ers play, San Jose City College, you know, and my college coach from West Valley, also Saratoga, before they, you know, dropped the program back in 2013, uh, Coach Jim Winkler is the head coach over there. And one of the guests of the show, you know, was one someone who I played up against uh, in Juco. Shout out to Jesus Carvajal, if you listen to this coach, you know, over there at San Jose City, linebacker's coach, and a hell of a job, you know, building prospects and building, you know, I mean, uh, you know, D1 transfers. So, you know, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Juco opportunities, like even for me, you know, it definitely, you know, opens up an opportunity because, you know, like, you know, if, if you were like me and, and, and you was fucking around your entire high school, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I mean, you know, it definitely gives the opportunity to have that last, the second chance, you know, um, like they call it last chance you for a reason. It's the last chance, but, yep. you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, like you said, you know, it, it, it all, it all plays out, you know, to your favor. So, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. I think it definitely will, man. I also want to come out here. And, you know, it's not a lot of guys out here in the community that's doing personal training. And, you know, you really in the community with the kids. So I kind of want to come out here and, and get that started. I done met with some high school coaches out here as well. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, kind of put planted some seeds. And, you know, they all for it. They ready. So, you know, I think a change, change of location is, you know, really just a matter of time for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited, man. I'm, I've been really excited about this year. 100%. No, it's going to be a big year for big things popping, baby. <laughs> yeah, big things popping for sure. Big show, for sure. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, start, no shot. Starting with this view out here, man. You got you to gotta come out here and get a load of that, man. Oh, man. No, I'm definitely coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice little pool over there, man. Yeah. yeah. Big thing popping, man.
Big things popping. You know, shout out to another coach, you know, Coach Dub of the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, who was my college coach at City College, works with all the top receivers. You know, he's out there, like you said, developing, you know, kids, and he works with all types of receivers in the NFL. Not anymore. He doesn't work with with, with, with Juco kids anymore, but that's where he started. You know what I mean? And so, like you said, you know, everyone starts somewhere, and, you know, giving back to community could definitely open that door for that next, you know, top-level opportunity, you know? So, right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Right. I'll definitely sign out there one of these days. So, yeah, let's go and wrap this up, though. So, final score predictions for this weekend. First NFC Championship game. Niners Eagles. Go. Niners Eagles. Uh, hmm. I'm thinking Brock Purdy, three touchdowns. Ooh. <laughs> uh, one rushing touchdown. Debo, you know, you know, maybe could go for about two of them. Georgia get one. Uh, C-Mac could get in the end zone, too. Niners going to score about 30 points in this. About 35. Ooh. 35, 30. Yeah, yeah. We running Ooh. it up on these boys in their yeah. house. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm thinking final score. Final score. Let's see. 38. 38. 38, 31. Mm. 49ers. Shootout. 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 All right, we got that locked. Okay, Kansas City Bengals. Okay, I think that's going to be another shootout. I think that's going to be another shootout. Uh, I think uh, they're going to go even higher. You know, I think they're going to be, uh, well, I'd say they'll probably be around, around the same area. Let's go. Let's go. Well, you actually, you know what? In games that's predicted to go shootouts, I'm going with the low scope. I just changed my whole mindset. I'm going with the low scope. So they going they going 27 21. Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. You know it's Kansas funny. City. That was my prediction last weekend for the Cowboys and Niners. 27-21. So yeah. 27-21 Kansas City. 49ers in Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Niners win. Ooh. <laughs> Final score. Final score. Uh See, last time they played, it was they was it was pretty high. Not gonna be that high again. I'm in the Super Bowl 24 20. 49ers win. Okay, okay. We out, baby. Y'all hit it first. Anthony Booby Dixon with the score predictions of 24 20. Niners over Chiefs. And this weekend coming up, you know, Niners over Eagle 38 31. And Cincinnati under Kansas City. Tw- uh, what was that? 28 24? What was that? I got uh Cincinnati. So 27 21. 27 21. 27 21. Yes. Uh, Kansas yeah. City. Kansas City winning 27 21. Yeah. Now I get some revenge. So, yep. yes, sir. All right, bro. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts? Drop on here. Uh, man, you know, I just want to, you know, send out my uh, New Year blessings, uh, you know, and uh, just, just say, man, I appreciate you for having me, you know, for giving me this, you know, opportunity to shine. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hey, I hope we can do many more. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, people, you heard folks. Anthony Booby Dixon, we are out. Yes, sir. Good luck to you.